That was Ava Max's hit, Sweet But Psycho, here on Tune FM 106.9. Myself and Kim are joined in the studio now by Dr. Mary McMillan, a very uh, interesting lecturer here at UNE. Dr. McMillan is the course coordinator for the Science Pathways Program, which provides avenues into university study for students who do not have a science background. So the first question that we'd like to ask you right off the bat would be, obviously, for students that are, you know, aren't, I guess, familiar with this sort of this sort of study and work what exactly do what exactly is your teaching involved here at UNE yeah cool so I'm down in our biomedical science team and I specifically in first year coordinate and teach a bit of um, our physiology 120 unit so it's one of our introductory physiology units and I teach the genetics part of that and yeah second year I teach um, a unit called gene 210 which is introductory genetics I'm already interested it's very interesting (laughs) yeah um and on top of that, I teach into our medical program as well. So the wow. first and second year med students. And again, oh, it's all okay. about the genetics. Yeah, I can imagine. Wow. So I'm going to take a shot in the dark. And uh, the next question that I'm <laughs> oh, going to the next question I'm going to ask is, uh, what exactly was your PhD in? And what, I guess, drew you to that particular area of research? <laughs> Great story. Um, okay. So my, my PhD, let's do the topic first. So the, oh gosh, I'm trying to even think of the title of my thesis. Can't remember the exact title now. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a few years. Um, but I was looking at um, stem cells in cattle, actually. Ooh, so doing wow. a sort of molecular biology, a bit of molecular genetics. So they were actually spermatogonial stem cells. So for those who aren't sure of that, that's the cells in the testis that give rise to sperm. Oh, okay. <laughs> So my husband used to joke that I spent my entire PhD playing with bulls balls. Oh, good God. <laughs> Which is oh. not, not too far off the mark. Well, at least he's got a sense of humour about it, I suppose. <laughs> he does. He always he did suggest that I leave my work at work. <laughs> yeah. I was say, although the humour of it aside, it does sound like a rather interesting, I guess, area of study. Yeah. Especially we'll... anything to do with stem cells is just a fascinating topic it is we were looking at um, reproductive technologies so looking awesome. at some advanced cool. reproductive yeah. technologies and Superb. some big big thinking ideas around that yeah. um but the, the reason that i actually did a phd which is you know most people probably come and tell you oh yeah i did my phd because i was going to save the world or something <laughs> yeah no i just couldn't get a job <laughs> oh, okay <laughs> so i i studied here and i, I did my um, undergrad and my honors and then i was looking for a job and you know what's really hard in armadale um, getting a job getting a job yeah. when all you have is a science degree and zero work experience yeah, yeah. Um, that's I'm, tough i would imagine i'm yeah. loving the honesty <laughs> yeah no i wasn't drawn to it for any reason i just couldn't get hired yeah no no i couldn't get a job and then uh, there was there was an ad in the the lovely armadale express for a PhD scholarship down at the CSIRO. Wow. Uh, so I went, oh, cool, I've got a first-class honours. I can apply for that. So I did. Awesome. And they called me and said, yeah, we'd love to have you. And I was like, great, thanks. Uh, cool. <laughs> Ecstatic. And then, like, randomly, quickly, madly Googling, what is a PhD? How does one do a PhD? So, um, yeah, it's, it's cool not to have a plan. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So moving back into the science pathways um, a little bit, because that's something that I think a lot of students could potentially benefit from, especially those that do not exactly know what it is. How exactly does the program work? Obviously, it provides avenues into science degrees for students that don't have the necessary yeah. background. So it, does it work in a similar way to any other university pathways course? Yeah, it does. Um, so what we have realised over the years is that there's a lot of students who decide they want to come and study science. They might not have done any science in high school, so they might not have done chemistry or taken really any maths. Um, It's a really big jump then to go straight into first year of a science degree. We've also got a lot of students who are coming back to study after a long time. And students who, you know, for whatever reason, they didn't do as well as they'd hoped in high school. They might not have got the required 
you know, UAI or ATAR or whatever it is <laughs> these days, <laughs> changes every five minutes. Um, <laughs> that wonderful you know, little digit. You know, yeah. because who knows what you want to do in the world when you're 17. Absolutely. And, yeah, I just think that's a real pity that that might prevent them from getting into university and mm. coming to study. So we came up with this this program that involves, it's kind of two different degrees. There's, there's the Diploma in Science as part of it and something called the Bachelor of Scientific Studies. And together we group those together and we say this is the science pathways. So the students applying to UNE and they want to go into biomedical science or sports and exercise or any of our science degrees, but they really don't have that background or they don't have the required marks, they get an we can send them an offer for those programs instead. Awesome. And okay. what we have in there is some nice foundation units. We have like a foundation maths, foundation chemistry, foundation physics and a science in practice unit. And when they do those as their kind of core units, it really just gives them you know, that boost up to the level required to then step into the normal you know, first so like year. like entry requirement then? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and after they stay just a little while, even in that pathways program, then they can transfer into another degree if they like. So, it, yeah, it's just a different way of kind of getting them in when they might not meet those traditional entry requirements um, and sort of packaging them together so that I can give them some more personal advice. So we try and encourage every single one of the people that enrols in those programs to contact me for advice about what units they should do and you know I talk to them about where they want to go where what they where they see themselves what degree they might want to do at the end of the day you know what their goals are and then we try and figure out the best kind of plan of study from there I can imagine that would be exceptionally rewarding like an exceptionally rewarding area to work in especially given that you might be you know advising students who have maybe the first in their family to go to university or you know students that have had you know, not the best go yeah, of it during of school. Maybe it's difficulties like in the science, maybe even high school, and it's absolutely. like well, it's something I want to do. But it's just like they had a rough patch. Yeah, coming there I've had a few students yeah. that have come in, you know, not having done well in high school, and they've they've taken a year or two off, and then they've come through there, and then they're coming in and they're getting distinctions and high distinctions in those units, and I can help them find their way into the next yeah. degree. That's awesome. Sometimes I get lovely little emails saying, you know, just thanks for believing in me because I didn't Aww. know I could do this, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> I love it so much. That is so. I think just like those little support systems as well just like gives everyone the confidence just like oh maybe I can do this but it was just like the mark or something that just made them think that oh I'm just a number kind of thing. Yeah exactly and that's I I do enjoy that I do get to have I guess a bit more of a personal touch with a lot of students than what we maybe do when when a lot of people are in bigger degrees so yeah it is really lovely. I, I was about to ask you what the best thing is about your job, but I think we might have just gone through that one. <laughs> I think we that one. That is one of them, but also just the variety too, getting to combine, you know, a lot of scientists just do research. That's what they do. Yeah. yeah. Um, but here as an academic, we get to combine some research with teaching, with other service roles. Like I get to do a lot of outreach engagement stuff in my role as um, an academic as well. So yeah. yeah, it's a nice variety of bits and pieces that you get to do. Of course. Every day is a bit different. Of course, and I can imagine it would be. So I guess um, for students that are potentially looking into going into a Science Pathways course or any particular science degree, obviously because you have a lot of experience with that, (laughs) what is one thing that students in those units can do to achieve a better grade? One thing that, and this does not just apply to those students in Science Pathways, but in any unit across the whole university, one thing that you can really do to get a better grade is ask a lot of questions. Mm. If you're sitting at home or, you know, sitting in class and you're thinking something... You can guarantee at least, you know, 10 or 20 other people that are in that unit are thinking the same thing. And if you just ask, like, we get, we don't know what people don't know. We don't know what people aren't understanding. We don't know where those difficulties are if people don't kind of give us a bit of feedback and ask questions. So 
sometimes people go, I get a lot of emails that go, I'm really sorry to take up your time, but can I just ask this? And the first thing I always reply is, don't apologise. It's literally my job to help you. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. getting paid, you know, to be here and do this. Yeah. But I also, there's no problem with us answering questions. So ask questions about stuff. That will really, really help. Just even if you think, you know, you think you might have got a concept, but you just want to clarify a little bit and then, you know, just yeah. ask and check. I was going to say, that's yeah. what the teaching staff are there to help that's you. That's what we're that's there for, yeah. For. Kind of get over that, like idea that asking a stupid question yeah like, exactly it's like exactly. it's probably and i know we always say there's no stupid <laughs> questions and they're, they're probably look there are some stupid questions there are some but generally majority, yeah yeah there's probably one or two other students that probably have the same yeah. question and someone's just too afraid to ask and sometimes it's not until you ask something that you actually realize you had a misconception yeah. so if you don't if you never kind of having that bit of back and forth and that discussion it's really hard to find where your weaknesses are or where your misconceptions are mm. so having that discussion so good at drawing those things out so then you can go oh actually i didn't realize that was that way you know yeah. i didn't you quite understand like that. something and yeah. didn't even realize it sometimes you don't know what you don't know <laughs> of course i think so. that was my problem like so ask all the questions yeah awesome all of them all of them at once yes <laughs> long list Every of them <laughs> just all in one way <laughs> um so what would you say you're probably the most passionate about at the moment oh Oh, that's such a good question because there's so many things I could list off. Um, the environment is one of them, you know, thinking about how we how we looking after our environment or... I was going to say I have a question to ask you about not. that later on. <laughs> so that's one thing. Um, I'm doing a lot of work at the moment around like women in STEM and, and getting encouraging girls in STEM and that's something that I'm pretty excited about, just, you know, thinking of different ways we can showcase STEM careers and, and women as role models and make it a more accessible place for people to work yeah. in, in sciences. So that's probably – I just came back from a conference about that last week, so I'm pretty wow. pretty yeah. excited at the moment. Yeah, That's amazing. Yeah. So I guess um, we sort of asked a fair amount of questions that relate to, obviously, teaching and how <laughs> – you know, what students can expect and what students can do to improve their study in a science degree or any degree at UNE. So I guess I'm just going to put reverse the role a little bit. Back when you were a student first starting out at university, oh what um, what were you, shall we say, not so good at from the oh get-go? Oh, my God. I was the worst. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I was the worst at so many things. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I... I don't have a very good attention span. I found lectures really hard, actually. Yeah, okay, fair. Um, You know, 10 minutes in and I was like, oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) You know, thinking of all sorts of other things. I would would kind of not be very good at paying attention. Um, And I was super shy. Okay. So I was, I was, I never asked questions. Right. I never asked questions. I never asked for advice. I just muddled my way through on my own. Like, looking back now, there are units that I did that I would never have taken had I just, like, been brave enough to ask somebody yeah. for a bit of advice or help or something like awesome. that so yeah terribly terribly shy um i ended up quitting my law degree because i didn't want to do uh, moot court which is like the mock trials you know oh. i was terrified of doing that so mm. i was like nah i'll just graduate with my science degree <laughs> 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 science okay. degree is enough <laughs> science is enough um yeah but i did find lectures quite difficult <laughs> so i totally get when people kind of vague out halfway through 
Or I, just, un- I understand. Yeah. Yeah. No, you just watch them online later. I know, and you know how we always, you know, people complain that oh, we've got lecture recordings now, so students don't come to class. Yeah, the minute I saw those microphones in the class back when, because they were just starting to record lectures when I was a student, and the minute I saw those microphones, I was like, sweet, I'm out of here. <laughs> 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 so I should, should, probably shouldn't be. I should not be this honest, should I? Should no, tell no, you to go to class and, and do all the things. <laughs> I was say, no, do as I say, unless I do. <laughs> I know it is. It's totally that. I feel like sup- such a hypocrite sometimes, like leaving assignments to the last minute. Yeah. I always did that too. Okay. <laughs> so we got some, uh, I guess, refreshing honesty from uh, yeah. academic side of the university. Uh, I, just, I totally get it. I understand. Like all the things that I am now complain sometimes about students doing. You probably That was me. Yeah. That, was, that was me back in the just day. Just a laundry list of everything you yeah. could have done wrong. That's why, I, that's why I can give good advice, right? Because I'm like, don't do all the things exactly. I did. Yeah, yeah. Just learn from her. So basically the opposite of what I did is what you should do. Right. <laughs> So uh, I guess uh, given that you have had such a large background in research, obviously a PhD student um, doing a lot of work in sciences, what would be your dream research location? Oh, easy, Antarctica. Uh, Okay, I'm with you there. I'd love to visit Antarctica. I've been there and it was amazing and I would love to go back and to be able to go there for an actual reason like doing research. Yeah. It'd be such a good excuse to go there. I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. As if you needed one. Yeah, just in case you need, you know. What would you like to research if we were there? Oh, that's a good question. Something about the wildlife, I think. I have no I have no background in doing, you know, any animal research or any zoology or anything. But penguins are just fascinating. Um, oh, me too. I love the penguins. And well, actually, one of the things we learned about when we were there and visiting one of the research stations is they are looking at things like um, the diet of all the different birds and things like that. So what they're That's eating. Cool. So they go around and like collect the poo and um, <laughs> the bits that the yeah. birds spit up and they can kind of collect and figure out what all these what different um, animals are eating, yeah. yeah, which is really interesting because they can use that to help you know, think about how the environment is changing over time yeah. because diets and things have to change as, as the animals adapt to changes. So that's pretty cool. And also, fun penguin poo fact, just while we're on the topic. But I was learning about afterwards um, research that they're doing and they can track penguin colonies and like kind of estimate penguin colony size by their poo because it's pink. So you can actually see it from wow. satellite images. <laughs> Yeah. So there's like now they can go back to all these satellite images over many, many years and figure out like where the penguin colonies were and how they're changing in size and distribution over time. That's so, so cool. You know, that miracle, would be cool too. The miracle of sciences. Yeah, yeah. The miracle of sciences. The things you can learn from poo, right? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> So I guess um, we're going to move into a few more light-hearted questions, sort of a bit of a quick-fire round, as it were. So we'll start um, with a fairly easy one, I think, kind of the answer to this. If you had a chance to go to Mars, would you go? Uh, I think so. I think so. But that would depend. I, I'd kind of want to, like, you know, see what the whole colony situation nope, was. Fair. Not yep. just, I'm not, I'm, not volu- I'm not putting my hand up to be the first person. Okay, let's that's say. understandable. I might wait till it's a little established and then I'll, <laughs> Maybe then I'd go. Research yeah, yeah. or something, yeah. just see how it's going. Yeah. yeah. Before yeah. You so want. not the guinea pig, but yes, in theory. Okay, that's a <laughs> fairly reasoned response. Uh, another little uh, personal question. What is your favourite song? Oh, favourite song. That's a tricky one because you know what? I listen to so much different stuff. Like mm. I don't have like a genre. You no, know how, um, but being a, you know, growing up in the 90s, got to say a bit of Nirvana, you know, nice. like, smells like nice. teen spirit. Yeah. yeah. Nice. We'll go with something like that, I think. No, that's fair. That's not a bad answer. Those things whatsoever. that like take you back to, you know, your, your kind of childhood and mm. teenage yeah. years. And, yeah. I can imagine how. Like, <laughs> I can imagine what that would feel like. <laughs> Um, I guess the next quick fire round would be, what is your favourite time of the day? Ooh, um, evening. 
Okay. I'm so not a morning person. So we've had one morning person and one evening person so yeah. far. Yeah. We're going to keep a tally of that and see what <laughs> the end result turns out to be. If I could work starting at about 11 o'clock and stay till like 7, that would actually work out pretty good for me. So you'll say that you'd be stoked? Yeah, not a morning person at all. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that would make sense. So. Okay. But ten, yeah, tend to be a mics. bit more of a night owl, so... I actually really liked that when I was doing my PhD because when <laughs> I was at the CSRE, they were kind of like, you know what, these are the hours people generally work, but do what works for you. And that's what I tell my <laughs> students now, like my PhD, my research students. I'm like, you know, it's good if you turn up between these hours, <laughs> but let's work around what actually works for you in your life. Awesome. So that's cool. And I guess um, for students that may want to, I guess, learn a bit more about you or follow, I guess, what you're currently researching, do you have any sort of social media presence? Can people find you on yeah, social media? Yeah, they totally can. Um, I'm on Instagram if you like photos of labby stuff and sciencey things. Um, so nice. I'm the accidental scientist on Instagram. Awesome. And nice handle. And on, yeah, because I accidentally became a scientist one day. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, on Twitter as well, a similar handle, it's um, accidental underscore. 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 Yeah. yeah. Um, sci. Nice. Because you run out of uh, characters yeah. in Twitter handles. And of course, anybody that um, uh, anybody that comes across uh, Mary on the campus, don't uh, it's, it won't be exactly hard to miss her. She <laughs> is the scientist with the wonderful blue hair. It's not, that tricks people though, because it's not always blue. Oh, okay. It does change. Okay. Sometimes it's pink or purple or... So basically, yeah, basically, if you see a... If you see a short person with short, colourful hair, it's probably me. There we go. That's the <laughs> we'll per- go with that. Yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> um, I guess now, uh, spiralling it back to, I guess, university-related questions, what do you wish you knew when you were first starting out at university? Probably that academics weren't as scary as they seemed. Okay, that's a good one. <laughs> um, and that people were approachable, uh, I think it was actually harder back then because you wouldn't, you know, have the online learning system. I didn't have like a Moodle. That wasn't a thing. So if you wanted to ask a question or if you wanted to get an extension on an assignment or anything else, you had to actually go up and front up and knock on someone's door and ask them, which was really intimidating. Um, But I think still a lot of students find maybe academic staff a bit intimidating. Um, So I wish that all of our students would know what I didn't know then, which is that we are kind of friendly and approachable. (laughs) We are people, exactly. (laughs) Academic staff are just people, so you can go and have a chat to them and you can ask them all sorts of questions. Um, And like I said earlier, I would have done things probably quite differently in my degree had I known that when I was a student um, and been a bit braver. Okay. So... Yeah. I guess um, I've uh, a question that I guess uh, I have a bit of personal uh, interest in because you uh, had an interview, I had an interview with you a few months ago, which was wonderful. We spoke again a little bit about your background and we spoke about the climate strikes that were taking place across Australia. And obviously we both voiced our support for the strikes and voiced, shall we say, uh, annoyance is a fair <laughs> word to say about the, lack, about the lack of action that's been going around. Now, uh, a short while after that interview, half of the country caught fire. Now, my <laughs> question to you is, how tempting is it to look at the sceptics of this idea and say, I told you so? Um, it is, but it's not. I don't think it's helpful. No, it's not. I don't think it's helpful. Um, but yeah, it was quite timely, wasn't it, that we it were was. just talking about this and I think it was about two weeks later or something that then everything, just everything started burning around here. Yeah, it's, I guess a lot, you know, that is a theme that's coming out. A lot of people are saying, look, scientists have been telling you so, scientists have been telling you so for decades, not mm. just, you know, a few months, but for decades people have yeah. been saying things that this is going to happen, things are going to have to change. Um it says a lot that in the space of three months, half the country, um, half the country's on yeah. fire, and the other half was underwater. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. 
So you do look at it and go, yeah, we, we did we did tell you so. But I'm not sure that that wins you many friends. I was going to say, just, <laughs> would you, just please listen to us so this doesn't happen again, for goodness sake. Yeah, that's it. There, there's things that we can do to, to help prevent so many disasters in the future. Of so. course. Listen to that. <laughs> listen to the people that <laughs> listen, do. Listen, listen to the people to that the research this for a living. Yeah. So I guess um, another little question. Uh, again, just a little bit of trivia. What are you currently listening to? Whether it be music, is there a podcast that you're currently really Ooh, into? There is a really good podcast that I only just discovered like a week ago, um, and it's called Her STEM Story. Ooh. And it's it's really nice, kind of like reasonably long but in depth kind of conversations with um, women scientists, and you know, sort of covering some of the stuff we've talked about today, like That's why cool. people got into the area they did and what their career journey has been like. Um, and so that is like allowing me to discover now all of these other fantastic women scientists around the world to follow on social media and things as well. So it's um it's yeah, it's really interesting. I guess um it's given cool. that there are nowadays a lot more. I guess female students that do go into STEM fields is that I can you notice uh, have you noticed rather I guess a relatively large increase from say back when you were first starting out? You know what? Not not really because okay. the problem has always been that we do get quite a, a large number of women entering um, university to study science. Like it has increased, but and in some areas it's still quite low. So like engineering and computer science and some of those areas. But as a biologist, there's always been lots of women entering. Awesome. It's it's when you look up higher up levels so it's people coming in to study but they're not staying in that field they're not making it to those higher level positions so that's where we have you know they call it the leaky pipeline we've got plenty of water going into that pipeline but we're losing it along the way yeah and that's one of the big issues that we face and it's not just about you know oh well women you know people will tell me oh it's obviously just women aren't made that way or whatever i'm like no we have we have systems and cultures that don't support. I just want to yeah. say for our listening audience, the look of disgust that <laughs> flashed across Kim's face was rather hilarious. No, I've literally had someone say that about computer science and women before to me, to my face. Oh, they God. Were, oh, wow. women just done, girls and women just done into that. That is so annoying. Ugh. <laughs> oh. uh, yeah. Like, how are we supposed to encourage young women to enter, like, the science field if they're just going to be, like, met with that? Exactly. Well, that's those kind of attitudes and things that, that, that prevent women yeah. from a lot of that drive women out and will prevent women from staying. So some, yeah, some really male dominated areas, particularly. Yeah. And something that with a bit of luck will, with a bit of luck, the culture might change in the, and uh, will continue to change rather in the upcoming years. That's right. That, that's what Hopefully. we're all hoping, yeah. hoping will happen and, and pushing for, not just hoping that it will happen one day, but trying to actively effort, work towards of course, that. Yeah. Which is, which I think is rather tremendous that yeah. there is a which is what i was like last week i was at the australian academy of science um conference wow. around um catalyzing gender equity it was all about women in awesome. stem and not just women but um you know increasing diversity and, and in making sure that we have that intersectionality uh, across sciences so yeah, yeah two days of discussion around that fantastic that would have been yeah just incredibly informative very informative um but there were a few comments from time to time where i was just like oh and we wonder why we have a problem. Oh, but God. that's okay, you know. At least we're we're having those discussions and to be able to meet a lot of people who are working in similar areas and, you know, just have those kind of workshops around what we can do and yeah. what is and what's impactful and what we need to change is good conversations to have. I guess yeah. slow progress is still technically progress. <laughs> yeah. Still making it, even if it's small. Yeah. Exactly. 
Um, I guess, uh, Dr. McMillan, thank you so much for coming and having a chat to us. It's uh, been wonderful, um, I guess, to have another chat, obviously, because you have been in here before, which is <laughs> awesome. And, uh, of course, any student that is interested in going into science, potentially doing a science pathways course or a science degree in general, um, I guess the takeaway from this little uh, conversation would be don't be scared. Don't be scared of doing it and don't be scared of contacting lecturers if you need, if you need a bit of extra ask help. Ask a bunch of questions. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and if you're not sure who to ask at the start, well, then like, they can come to me. I was going to say, you're amazing. The I'll accidental s- scientist. Yeah, I'll, I'll st- steer you in the right direction. Find the right people to, that can help you. That's yeah. a, bit, a part of the, the battle, I guess, is finding the right people yeah, to talk to and getting the right advice. Right so, yeah. you know, start somewhere, ask anyone, and they'll hopefully be able to steer you in the right direction. Which is awesome. So, again, thank you um, so much. It's been a wonderful interview. Um, it's always a pleasure to talk to, I guess, lecturers that are willing to come in and share a little bit of knowledge about their field. <laughs> Overly honest lecturers. Though. Yes, exactly. <laughs> We love that here. <laughs> that, that'll be the title of the podcast. So, uh, yes, uh, and if anyone does wish to listen to this interview again, it will be podcasted. Um, so you can listen to it as many times as you would like. We are going to go to a little bit of a break now. We will be back, myself and Kim, with another interview coming your way. We are going to play Dr. McMillan out with Smells Like Teen Spirit by Nirvana. Ah, yes. <laughs> here on Tune FM 106.9, the home of student-powered radio. We will be right back.